0: For for a Arms um, for an ex Arms for a podcaster. If you like this show, please go to That's sovcast.tumblr.com. That's S O V C A S T.tumblr.com and look for the donate button. It's right there at the top. I'll, I'll just wait here while you go do that, okay? Hello? And now, because sometimes there's more news than time, it's high-cyclic news. Come on in. All painless is waiting. A single mom was arrested at the Memorial City Mall in Houston, Texas, for allegedly abandoning her two- and six-year-old children, who were waiting for her 30 feet away in sight of their mother. Laura Browder, the mother in question, had just moved to Houston from Chicago, and was called in for a last-minute interview for a job, or a last-minute job interview, according to KHOU. Because she was new in town, she didn't have anyone to watch her children, so she took them with her and asked them to wait in the food court. She had just accepted the job when she was arrested. Awesome. Browder released a statement saying, This was very unfortunate this happened. I had an interview with a very great company with lots of career growth. I am a college student and a mother of two. I would never put my name, background, or children in harm this way intentionally. I have a promising future ahead of me regardless of what the media tries to portray me as. A judge released my children to me knowing that I was a good mother who just made a not-so-smart decision. My children weren't even 30 yards away from me. I fed them and sat there with them until it was time to meet with my interviewer. This too will pass, and I am not concerned with what outsiders have to say or what they think. In an experiment, hackers wirelessly took control of a Jeep Cherokee. The hacker's full arsenal includes functions that, at low speeds, fully kills the engine, abruptly engages the brakes, or disabled them altogether. The most disturbing maneuver came when they cut the Jeep's brakes, causing the two-ton SUV to slide uncontrollably into a ditch. The researchers slash hackers say they are working on perfecting their steering control, for now, they can only hijack the wheel when the Jeep is in reverse. Their hack enables surveillance, too. They can track a targeted Jeep's GPS coordinates, measure the speed, and even drop pins on a map to track its route. I think it's time to separate the car Wi-Fi from its basic functions. I find it hard to believe they ever had them tied together. It shows an extreme lack of foresight. Here's an alarming story by AJ+.
1: When I was your age, my mom likes to remind me I could afford a house payment, car payment, and college tuition without going into debt. And I worked as a waitress. But that's not possible today. When my parents had their first child in 1980, the median income for an 18 to 34-year-old was around $36,000. Today, that median income for the same age group is closer to $34,000. And minimum wage has gone down too. But while incomes have gone down, the price of most major expenses has gone up. In 1980, the average tuition at four-year public colleges was only $2,400 a year. Today, those same schools cost more than $9,000. And private schools are a whole nother story. The average new car in 1980 was less than $22,000 compared to $33,000 today. And you could get a house in 1980 for an average cost of $186,000. Today, a house costs almost twice that. So if the price of everything has gone up so much in the last 35 years, our paychecks haven't kept up, how can we be expected to meet the living standards of our parents?
0: For more enlightening investigative reporting, check out AJ Plus on YouTube. That's the letter A and J, followed by the plus sign. If you like this show, please go to facebook.com slash Sovcast, or twitter.com seeker, the letter O, Veritas. Search iTunes for Sobcast. Subscribe, give a rating and a review and keep an eye out for Super Gorilla. And now it's time for elementary graduate. The joke here is, if you came out of the Elementary Canal, it means you're a piece of shit. No, you really
1: aren't just shut up and sing the song Asshole.
0: Asshole. by Dennis Leary. Our first piece of shit is terrorist... Hold on a second. The shooter's white. Oh, what a treat. We're being joined by corporate censor and former vice president, the Darth Lord, Dick Cheney. Can I call you a dick? I mean, dick. Sure. So what was that you were saying? The shooter's white. He's white? I mean, the lone gunman who entered a movie theater in lafayette louisiana july 23rd 2015 and fired 13 shots killing two and wounding at least nine others before killing himself has been identified as john russell hauser i always think in situations like this they should skip to the end part where they shoot themselves in the head then if they still want to shoot other people i mean who can stand in the way of that level of commitment and yes i know he wasn't planning on killing himself but for most of these cases i still stand by my statement So what do we know about the sinister terrorist, I mean, crazed, lone wolf drifter gunman? You're not supposed to call them gunmen anymore, because it makes people think of guns as bad. Okay, this mass shooter. Well... What? What's wrong now? Shooter is just as bad as gunman. Um... mass... killer? Ooh, that's good. The NRA should like that. You are approved to continue. Uh... Thanks, Lord Cheney. You're welcome. I am here to help. Well, I'm here to help corporations and billionaires. Your average person can go sit and spit for all I care. Th- thank you, Dick. Goodbye. Bye. Anyway, an investigation by Southern Property Law Center's Hate Watch found that mass killer, uh Tudor John Russell Hauser was an active member of online forums that praised white supremacists and anti-gay organizations and espoused right-wing, anti-government conspiracy theories. The online trail of 59-year-old John Russell Hauser included comments such as, "Decent people can retake the entire world, as Hitler proved," and diatribes against quote, the blacks and the Jews. He also expressed admiration for Greece's neo-Nazi party Golden Dawn. Ooh, pretty name. Like the Family Research Council, Americans for Prosperity, or the Patriot Act. Hauser also voiced his approval for the Westboro Baptist Church, which the Southern Poverty Law Center identifies as an anti-gay hate group. Most telling, before committing a so-called Lone Wolf Act of violence, Hauser wrote extensively about being a lone wolf. And I quote, I do not want to discourage the last hope for the best, but you must realize that the power of the lone wolf is the power that comes forth in all situations. Look within yourselves. Hauser wrote that on a form dedicated to the New York chapter of Golden Dawn. Yes, you heard it right. New York has its own chapter of Golden Dawn. So what are we going to do about all these crazy mass uh, uh, shooters? Well, at a press conference in the theater parking lot where the shooting took place, Governor Bobby Jindal, a current presidential candidate, was asked what he would do to stem the gun violence. Oh, I just remembered. Turns out I picked up something during the press conference from Governor Bobby on my telepathic microphone. The transcription reads, nothing. I'm going to do nothing, dumbasses. As long as the NRA money keeps rolling in, I don't care how many of you little people get popped. Truly shocking. Um, he went on to, he, what he actually said out loud was, it hasn't been 24 hours. Let's focus on these families. But what he was thinking, all we have to do is talk about how Discussing gun laws at the time would be insensitive to the families. I'm back. Used to be we had to keep spouting the insensitivity to the family crap until everyone just lost interest. But now all we have to do is wait this shit out till the next shooting in a week or so and rinse and repeat forever. Cut his mic. Ah, Cut his dead mic. now. There is nothing wrong. We
1: are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper.
0: We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong a pro-life right-wing piece-of-shit group called the Center for Medical Progress recorded an undercover video of themselves with a Planned Parenthood official. The heavily edited video allegedly shows the Planned Parenthood official negotiating the sale of organs and tissue of aborted fetuses to a biotech firm, as where the unedited version simply shows how the biotech firm just has to pay shipping cost and nothing more. But as Mark Twain said... Never let the truth get in the way of good story. In a move that would make Machiavelli proud, the Center for Medical Progress showed the video to key Republican politicians so that they could coordinate their attempt to destroy Planned Parenthood. Let the bullshit storm commence.
1: Also this week, at my request, our committees have begun looking at some of the gruesome
0: practices embraced by Planned Parenthood. I'm also demanding that the president denounce and stop these practices. Now, if you've seen this video, I don't have to tell you how sickening it is. Uh, so rest assured, we're going to get to the bottom of this
1: and protect uh, the values that we hold dear. Well, I, I want the committees to, to do their investigation. I want them to do their hearings. And, uh, and once they have them, we'll decide uh, what's the proper course of action. Uh, I, I could talk about the video, but I think I'd vomit uh, trying,
0: to, trying to talk about it. It's disgusting. This shifty, sad sack of sanctimonious shit went on to say, When an organization monetizes an unborn child, and with the cavalier attitude portrayed in this horrific video, we must all act. Let me reiterate. Planned Parenthood makes absolutely no money off shipping of organs and tissues. Monetizing would imply that they are making money. The truth is that they aren't losing money by having the biotech firms cover the cost of shipping. It's the height of dishonesty to pretend not to understand this for political gain, because in reality, this has nothing to do with abortion or the right to life. This has to do with carrying favor, or what's known as counting coup. This is the same thing Republicans did to ACORN. You see, it's quite simple, really. All you have to do is find some fairly powerless organization that primarily helps the poor. You know... Something that the average middle-class, god-fearing American doesn't give a fuck about. Then you find, or invent, one thing the organization does that would incense your target demographic. Then you hammer and hammer that one point until you've built it up to be the greatest threat to whatever that mankind, or in other words, Americans have ever known. Then when you inevitably destroy said massive, diabolical, hugely, potently powerful, but not really, organization... You're hailed as a hero for your constituency, as someone who can overcome impossible odds to do your voters' bidding. And that's the sad truth, my fellow seekers of truth. Nearly every bill penned is written to do two things, to garner donations and votes for re-election. The cause only matters in as far as he can manipulate the plebeians. Another flat-out falsehood profligately propagated by this video is that Planned Parenthood sold the organs and tissues and used a different abortion procedure without the consent of the patient. Planned Parenthood always gets full consent for the different abortion procedure and for organ and tissue donations. To add insult to injury, the two-year-old Center for Medical Progress, which claims to be in the business of reporting on biomedical research, appears to be nothing more than a front organization for the anti-abortion group live action. This is not how the IRS understood it when considering the group's application for tax-exempt status, and not how the group originally presented itself to the public in soliciting donations. Now, this might get the group shut down, but the damage is already done, and it's doubtful most of the public will ever hear about them cheating on their taxes. And here's something you might not know, but it's very important. When the GOP talks about Planned Parenthood, they almost always bring up the fact that our tax dollars are funding the killing of babies, and the vast majority of the work that Planned Parenthood does is abortions. These are blatant slanders that they know isn't true. But remember the Mark Twain quote from the beginning of the segment, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And here's the truth. Only 3% of Planned Parenthood's procedures are abortions. And since it's already illegal to use taxpayer money to perform abortions, Planned Parenthood doesn't use taxpayer money for abortions. The Hyde Amendment, which was passed in 1976, prevents federal money from funding abortions. So not only are they being knowingly deceitful, they've been doing it for a long time inconvenient truths from the Planned Parenthood website for all you haters. Planned Parenthood health centers focus on prevention. Eighty percent of our clients receive services to prevent unintended pregnancy, which is why they only have to spend three percent on abortions. Planned Parenthood services help prevent approximately 516,000 unintended pregnancies each year. Planned Parenthood provides nearly 400,000 pap smear tests and nearly 500,000 breast examinations each year which are both critical services in detecting cancer. Planned Parenthood provides nearly 4.5 million tests and treatments for sexually transmitted infections, including 700,000 HIV tests. So in essence, the GOP wants to defund Planned Parenthood from 100% of its government funding for 3% of its business that uses no government funding. That's GOP logic for you. Stop Planned Parenthood and there'll be no abortions. Well the rich will still be able to get abortions no problemo because we've made college so expensive in this country that unlike poor people they actually have a future and they can't let a pregnancy fuck up their schooling or their chance to get that big promotion or any opportunity really also what if you're some big wig politician who gets their mistress pregnant i mean you can't abide that you might run for president someday A lawsuit filed this month by an Etowah County, Alabama woman alleges that police officers from Rainbow City reportedly fired tasers at her and her teenage daughter at a concert while the daughter was suffering from a grand mal seizure. The 32-page lawsuit, filed July 9th in U.S. District Court, accused at least five Rainbow City officers and three Gadsden officers who were allegedly handling security for the January 16th concert of excessive force, torture torture and other cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment. It also names Rainbow City Police Chief Greg Carroll and Center Stage, the entertainment venue where the suit alleges the incident took place. The woman and her daughter seek damages for pain, emotional distress, medical expenses, punitive damages, and attorney fees. Gregory Harp, attorney for the plaintiff, said the lawsuit speaks for itself. Harper stated a taser was used three times on the child's chest during a medical emergency while she was pinned to the ground by officers. Other officers present at the scene failed to intervene. Her mother was knocked to the ground, handcuffed, and then she herself tased and arrested. According to the lawsuit earlier that day on January 16th, the teenager suffered a grand mal seizure at her high school and was treated there but not taken to the hospital. The suit states that the teenager, as a result of an accident, suffers from a medical condition that brings on the grand mal seizures. Grand mal seizures are caused by abnormal e- le- Grand mal seizures are caused by abnormal e- le- Grand mal seizures are caused by abnormal electric Say it! Say it! Grand mal seizures are caused by abnormal electrical activity in the brain, according to the Mayo Clinic. Her grandma's seizures cause her to lose consciousness, experience muscle contractions, and sometimes exhibit loud vocalizations caused by the forceful exhalation of air from her lungs. According to the lawsuit, after the concert began at 8 p.m., a performer at one point left the stage and went into the crowd, causing a stampede that knocked the teenager to the floor. Other concert goers trampled her, triggering a seizure. This caused the crowd to part around the girl, and her younger sister informed employees of center stage that she was suffering a seizure. The suit states that an employee picked her up and carried her into the lobby, where she was unceremoniously dumped on the floor and held with a chokehold. That's fucked up. The suit alleges the mother learned of her daughter's condition from the sister and came to the venue. When she arrived at the lobby dressed in a t-shirt and pajamas, the mother was held down on the ground at five different points on her body by police. They then restrained her wrists, hands, and fingers. After the mother was restrained, a police officer twice instructed another officer to get her. My God, it's coming right for us! And an officer fired his taser at the mother, causing her to urinate herself. The taser was also employed three times against the teenager who was face down with her arms secured behind her at which point she temporarily lost consciousness and was taken to Gadsden Regional Medical Center while the mother was arrested for disorderly conduct. At the hospital, the suit claims police made jokes about the teenager and threatened to have her committed to a mental hospital. Assholes. These fuckers should do time. This is the monstrous side of humanity, and I wouldn't put any ill-deed past individuals like this. Just because a cop does it doesn't mean it's not assault. A woman is suing after an Arizona police officer barged into her home without permission in March, handcuffed her, and lectured her while she was naked. Esmeralda Rossi was showering when two Chandler police officers arrived at her home to investigate a domestic disturbance call because Rossi had an argument with her estranged husband. Rossi told how she was in the shower when her daughter told her that the officers were at the door she grabbed a towel and slung it around herself before answering she told the officers to wait at the door so she could go get a cell phone to record the encounter and closed it behind her and remember she closed the door behind her she went on to say i started to walk into my living room i probably got maybe five steps in and all of a sudden i just hear boots running after me telling me stop or i'll arrest you well that's understandable the cop was in imminent danger of not being able to abuse a person's rights I mean, she is Hispanic, after all, and if a cop in Arizona, of all places, can't fuck with a Hispanic person, then, well, that's just un-American. America. America. Yeah. So instead, Rossi's daughter started recording as Chandler Police Officer Doug Rose threatened to arrest her. When she asked what for, he grabs her arms and cuffs her and the towel falls off, exposing her. At this point, Rossi began to understandably freak out a little, saying, I don't want to touch you. Don't touch me. I didn't want to touch him. And as Rossi sobs, her daughter can be heard breaking down as things become chaotic. Rose's partner, Officer David Salvage, stands silent and watches with his arms folded. You have absolutely no clothes on? Rose asked Rossi. She was in the fucking shower. What's wrong with you? The daughter screams. Well, you do have to remember that on some police entrance exams, if you score too high, you are disqualified. And no, I'm not kidding. Selvage tells the daughter to get her mother some clothes as Rose handcuffs her. After the incident, Selvage complains to his supervisor about Rose's conduct, prompting an internal investigation. The investigation found Rose entered Rossi's home illegally. He also failed to document key aspects of the call, including arresting and then unarresting Rossi, and the fact that she was naked. Footage from the body cam was missing. Ooh, what a mystery. It would seem a Rose by any other name would smell sweeter. But you'd be wrong. He hasn't been disciplined or charged with a crime. Rose did retire in the midst of the investigation, but Rossi, who was never charged with a crime, has filed a lawsuit. Rossi was molested as a small child, and her encounter with Rose caused her to have flashbacks. Rossi's attorney, Mark Victor, stated that this was disgusting, this was barbaric, and this was very degrading. During the incident, Rossi's daughter dropped her cell phone, but it continues to record sound. The sounds of a woman screaming and sobbing can be heard. Rose continued to hold Rossi hostage, lecturing her that the police officers have ultimate authority to do whatever they want. You snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck! dickhead asshole while she's sobbing he says don't take that attitude with cops because we don't play when a cop shows up you're not the one in charge i don't care if this is your house you understand me look up idiots in the dictionary you know what you'll find a uh, picture me no the definition
1: of the word idiot which you fucking are
0: rossi said rose made her daughter take off her handcuffs boy this rose guy is a real piece of work some would say
1: say it say it
0: you're a cult You're a cunt now, you've always been a cunt, and the only thing that's gonna change is you're gonna become an even bigger cunt. Cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, rainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Yes, it's true.
1: This man has no dick. For me, you're somewhere between a cockroach and that white stuff that accumulates at the corner of your mouth when you're really thirsty.
0: Let's check in with his Supreme Douchiness Donald Trump. John McCain goes, oh boy, Trump makes my life difficult. He had fifteen thousand crazies show up. Crazies. He called them all crazy, so he insulted me and he insulted everybody in that room. And I said somebody should run against John McCain, who has been, you know, in my opinion, not so hot. And I supported him. I supported him for president. I raised a million dollars for him. It's a lot of money. I supported him. He lost. He let us down, but you know he lost.
1: So I never liked him as much after that, because I don't like losers.
0: Says the man who had four corporate bankruptcies. But, but, Frank, Frank, so let me get hero. to him. He, he's he a hit war me. Hero. He's not a war hero. He's a war he's hero. He's a war hero. Five and a half years. He's a war BfW hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured, okay? I hate to tell you. Do you he's agree with hero. that? He's a war hero because he was captured, okay? You can have, and I believe perhaps he's a war hero, But, but right now he said some very bad things about a lot of people says the man whose shtick is saying over-the-top outlandish insults directed at everybody else. So how did Trump avoid capturing Vietnam? By getting five deferments, that's how. Four deferments while he was going to college, and because his dad was rich, and one medical deferment the year after he finished college because he had bone spurs in his feet. Even though those same bone spurs hadn't stopped him from playing basketball, tennis, and squash the year before. And, oh yeah, because his dad was still rich. Still not convinced Donald Trump's a douche? As part of a deposition in the early 90s divorce case between Donald and Ivana Trump, Ivana Trump asserted that Donald Trump had raped her. The story of the rape was recounted in the 1993 book Lost Tycoon, The Many Lives of Donald J. Trump. The book described a harrowing scene. After a painful scalp reduction surgery to remove a bald spot, Donald Trump confronted his then-wife who had previously used the same plastic surgeon. Trump cried, Your fucking doctors ruined me. What followed was a violent assault, according to Lost Tycoon. Donald held back Ivana's arms and began to pull out fists of her hair from her scalp, as if to mirror the pain he felt from his own operation. He he then tore off her clothes and unzipped his pants. Then he jams his penis inside her for the first time in more than 16 months. Ivana is terrified. It is a violent assault. Following the incident, Ivana Ron... Ivana Ivana ran upstairs, hid behind a locked door, and remained there crying for the rest of the night. When she returned to the master bedroom in the morning, he was there. As she looked in horror at her ripped-out hair scattered all over the bed, he glares at her and asks with menacing casualness, Does it hurt? And just when you thought you couldn't hate the fucker more, back when Donald Trump was being sued on one of his many real estate projects, he was very offended when one of the lawyers— Elizabeth Beck excused herself to go pump milk for her baby in another room. Trump's attorney said she was trying to delay proceedings. Not one to mince words, Mr. Trump erupted. You're disgusting, he told Miss Beck in a remark that not only disputed, in a remark that is not disputed by either side. He then walked out of the room, ending the testimony for the day. He also called her uptight, for some unknown reason, Donald Trump, an adult male baby, with a comb-over and the personality of a 30-pound toddler, is grossed out by breast milk. There's your GOP family values for you. In our next story, I'm going to ignore your pain because helping you would take up some of my precious sitting-on-my-ass time. Sarah Lee Circle Bear, a 24-year-old Lakota woman from Claremont, South Dakota, died July 6 while in police custody. Circle Bear was jailed on a bond violation at the Brown County Jail in Aberdeen. On July 6, she was found unresponsive in the holding cell. Circle Bear was taken to a nearby hospital where she died later that same day. Witnesses said that when Circle Bear was transferred into the holding cell, she told guards that she was in excruciating pain. Jail personnel reportedly told her to quit faking and knock it off before lifting her partway off the floor and dragging her into her cell where she was later found unconscious. The person that brought Circle Bear's story to the public eye is Sarah Sunshine Manning, a Shawnee Paiute Chippewa Cree, an educator, activist, and an advocate for the youth. Manning recently learned about Sarah Lee Circle Bear while attending a family ceremonial gathering. Manning recounted, a relative set out the memorial chair for Sarah, a tradition of the Dakota and Lakota people. Sarah's story was shared, and the circle prayed for her and her family for four days. In that time, we all connected with Sarah as a relative. She is one of us, she had life, she was young, beautiful, and she had a future. Sarah was also a mother. Two precious sons, aged one and two, are now without their mom. The family of Sarah Lee Circle Bear continues to grieve and meanwhile seek justice for their beloved daughter. They are presently looking into different options for lawyers and fear that without the right lawyer, they may miss an opportunity for justice for Sarah. While the family and loved ones await the results of the toxicology report, the fact remains that Sarah Lee Circle Bear, a beautiful young woman worthy of life, appears to have been blatantly neglected and treated cruelly by the jail staff while she was in their care. Manning stated in her article, When a person is taken into custody and under the care of law enforcement, it is their right to receive appropriate medical attention and just treatment. This does not appear to be the case with Sarah Lee Circlebear. And in the state of South Dakota, where Native Americans are the largest minority and hate crimes are reported at high levels, it is time to demand a thorough investigation into her neglect and her death. It is time to demand better treatment of Native women and justice for Sarah. Forgive me, but I'm about ready to go off a bit on a tangent. One thing that I've been saying for years is that jails and prisons should be the safest places on earth. What? what,
1: what? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you.
0: When you're in jail, in prison, or in custody of any kind, the responsibility of taking care of your own personal well-being has been taken away from you, and therefore it is the sole responsibility of authorities to make sure no harm befalls you. If a person does come to harm while well, in your custody, it should be the authorities that have their asses in a sling, barring certain unforeseeable circumstances. Now, I can hear you already, but there aren't enough police or prison guards in America to make that a possibility. Not true, if done right. Let me explain. Number one, treat everyone in custody as a person, a person that needs some form of help. If you can't handle that, then find a new line of work. Number two, treat All issues a person in custody claims to have as potentially real and deal with it in a cautious and caring manner. I know that'll mean more work and that's annoying, but something tells me this is already a law. So deal with it or fuck off home and research some job finding websites. Number three, stop arresting nonviolent drug offenders. Number four, let nonviolent drug offenders already in jail, out of jail and into a treatment program. Number five, and all third strike laws for nonviolent and maybe even non grievous bodily harm offenses. You see, you're trying to disincentivize fighting with harsh sentences. This would only work if fighting was based on logic. It's not, and therefore disincentivizing will never work. As long as no one was seriously injured, hold them for 24 hours to make sure no one was seriously injured, and then send them on their way. Number six, Stop jailing people who get caught having sex in public. Just let it be known that if you're caught, you'll be pepper sprayed in the genitals and sent upon your way. Number seven, don't put nonviolent offenders in with violent offenders. Number eight, don't put non-grievous bodily harm offenders in with grievous bodily harm offenders. Number nine, don't put grievous bodily harm offenders in with murderers. And ten, take all the prison guards that were watching over nonviolent drug offenders, which happens to make up 50% of current prison populations, and there will be twice as many guards watching what's left of the prison population. Allowing rape and violence in prison increases recidivism. Just take the fact that because of prison, more men are raped in America than women. It's really, really hard to work on bettering yourself when you're worried about getting shanked, whether literally or metaphorically. Say, for a leper, Alms for a leper. for next leper. for a podcaster. If you like this show, please go to Sovcast.tumblr.com. That's s-o-v-c-a-s-t.tumblr.com, and look for the donate button. It's right there at the top. I'll I'll just wait here.
1: Well, you go do that, okay? Hello?